Welcome to Little Island Conversations, where we chat with entrepreneurs and change makers around Atlanta, Canada. I'm Holly Chisholm. And I'm Megan McCauley. Morgan Tony is a Mi'kmaq folk singer, songwriter, and fiddler from Nova Scotia, Canada, whose music blends Celtic folk and traditional Mi'kmaq music. Tony began his musical career as a drummer, but began learning the fiddle in the late 2010s. He met singer-songwriter Keith Mullins, with whom he planned to record an album, but found their plans halted by the COVID-19 pandemic. He made his debut at the virtual edition of the Celtic Colors Festival in 2020, sharing the stage with Ashton McIsaac. Tony and Mullins then launched a GoFundMe page to assist in the recording of Tony's debut album, First Night, which was released independently in 2021. Welcome to Little Island Conversations. So Morgan, thanks for coming on the podcast. Welcome to Little Island Conversations. Oh, thank you so much, guys. It's a pleasure to be here today. Yeah. So glad to have you. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do? So I am a Mi'kmaq singer-songwriter mm-hmm. from Wagamaw First Nation. And uh, not to be confused with Wamakuk First Nation, which is closer to Bedeck. Um, actually, it is confusing now because I live there now. So <laughs> that is what's going on. So people do get confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little confusing. But um, I'm from Wagamaw, and I grew I grew up there um, until I was 15. And I moved to Wamakuk First Nation when I was 15, and cool. now that's where I'm at right now. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Oh, the question. What yeah. do I do? Okay, good. So I am a singer-songwriter. Yeah. Uh, we got that. And I'm also a fiddle player. Cool. Yeah. And um, I started playing the fiddle, I would say, right now, it's probably four and a half years now. It's only been that long. Yeah, it's only wow. been that long. I'm shocked. I thought this was I'm like a lifelong thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm shocked myself. It, um, I started taking lessons uh, a little bit before I went to university. I wanted to do, just to try it out because mm-hmm. I love trying new things. One of my favorite things to do. And I took a few lessons back home and I said, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And everybody, there's a lot of fillers here. And I said, I bet I can do it. So I, I took the lessons and I kind of just dropped it for a little bit, found something else. And then um, I went to university here in Sydney, yeah. Cape Breton University, I would say in 2018, Okay. Yeah. I don't know how my math is, but. <laughs> you would have been. No, you were graduated then, were you, Meg? Yeah. No. You were there then? I graduated the 2020. Oh. Oh. oh you're like a true pandemic. Yeah, no, like yeah. I got my degree emailed, or not emailed, mailed to me. It was very anticlimactic. Like I <laughs> yeah. opened it and I was like, wow, this is an expensive piece of paper. <laughs> so you're a CBU graduate? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I've been cool. up to in the past four and a half years. I um, So I think the first year, I was at CBU. Yeah. And I started taking fiddle lessons there. And um, I think it was, I wanted to take music. So I went there to take music. Yeah. And because we're in Cape Breton, you know, it's, yeah. um, the Celtic culture is strong. So we are focused on um, the Celtic side of, of things. And I picked up the fiddle, learned so much about it. And my instructor was uh, Stan Chapman. And Stan Chapman taught... Natalie McMaster and Ashton wow. McIsaac. Oh, wow. A lot of other great fillers. And so it was really great to have him there. And he was really patient with me because everyone else knew what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. And then I had no idea <laughs> what I was holding in my hand, but um, he taught me a lot of things. And then cool. it was funny. I think after that first year, the next year, I couldn't even go back to school because all of a sudden I'm performing. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it was halfway through that first semester, I um, I found out about a guy. His name is um, Keith Mullins. Yeah, and, um, yep. 
I think it was through my cousin who who passed on. Um, but he introduced me to Keith because he worked at a um, a little restaurant on the Bedeck Wharf. Mm-hmm. It's called the Freight Shed. I don't know if you guys have ever been to the Freight it's, Shed. Yeah, really good. It's really good. And so Sebastian was working there with Keith's partner. And I think Keith came in one day to play some tunes and Sebastian went up to him and he said, you should meet my cousin Morgan. He plays the fiddle. And Keith was like, I know every single fiddler in Cape Breton. I never heard of Morgan. How long has he been playing? He's like, oh, he's been only been playing for six months. Like, okay. <laughs> but I had no idea that I was that good then. Right? Because only six months playing, that's usually not the case. And Especially I, something like the fiddle. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, it's the most difficult instrument to yeah, play. Yeah. And I still, there's a couple things that I struggle with. But I remember when I met Keith and I played for him and he was like, that is crazy. You have not been playing the fiddle for six months. And I was like, yeah. And then, weirdly enough, that day when I was with Keith, I got a, um, a message from my hometown of Wagamaw First Nation. And they were doing something called the Pancake Night. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Pancake Night. No. So it's like, it's a big thing. So it's an annual thing that happens usually in February where the community comes together and makes pancakes together okay okay that's fun yeah that's fun everyone comes and um makes one great supper and we were the entertainment for that night nice and um we i was getting tired of playing um fiddle tunes and i told keith there's something i've been working on i don't know if it's going to work but no one's really listening to us right now so let's just i'm going to try it out and it was gojua which is like so it's probably our biggest hit right now. Wow. It has been wow. since we dropped it. And what the Gojua is, it is a celebration song, celebration dance. And it's been here in Cape Breton for over 500 years. Wow. wow. Yeah. And so what it, what it really is, to my understanding, is that people come together in a circle and they put their differences aside. You know, mm-hmm. once you're in a circle, you're in a circle. You know, you're not going to mm-hmm. bring... You're not really supposed to bring any um, uh, any negativity inside mm-hmm. the circle. Yeah. But once you're in, you know, it, it's a song about celebration. It's a song about coming together and gathering. Let's celebrate this moment together. And there's a lot of different ways to sing the Gojua. I heard a lot of variations. And there's a lot of different ways to dance the Gojua as well. Uh, based same. on like, um, based on families. So families might have their own different way of doing a dance. Mm-hmm. And we recorded, I, the, the thing that I showed Keith that day, I wanted to show him the oldest version of the Gojwa that I know. Mm-hmm. And the language, um, it, it is Mi'kmaq language, but the words are so ancient that, you know, people today, Mi'kmaq people today have a little trouble figuring out what the words mean. Wow. Yeah. So I, I showed that to him and then he told me, okay, we got to record that. Okay. So we recorded that. And then that my second year of playing this instrument, we're suddenly performing. Wow. So I've been going back and forth from CBU. I do one year at CBU, do a little bit of gigs, but then the next year we're full on. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, that's what I'm wow. doing. So in September, I'm going back just to, uh, to, to CBU and hopefully uh, get a little up. bit closer. Yeah. Get in my okay. degree. Yeah. Wow. So that's what I've been up to. That's incredible. Just, you know, yeah. nothing, just casual. Yeah. <laughs> Learning a new instrument, becoming a famous musician. No big deal. <laughs> um, so why do you live in this part of Atlanta, Canada? Well, I guess I was just lucky enough to be born here. And then uh, 
I think that's the answer to that question, actually. But, that should uh, be everyone's yeah. answer because we, we <laughs> do like have a lot that of, said that. of really? homegrown yeah. Yeah. people. Uh-huh. And yeah. Well, my family, from what I know, I think we came from uh, the Shubanaki uh, side of um, mm-hmm. the province. Um, okay. So that's where my grandma um, came okay, from. Okay, cool. And we kind of made our way to where we are now in Waitama, yeah. First Nation. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So what's your favorite thing to do here? My favorite thing to do? Yeah. Well, I've been talking about a lot of hiking. We, me and my wife, we're trying to get into hiking. We love to cab a trail. Yeah. So anything yes. with scenery, like beaches and stuff. Yeah. So she, um, her mom, my mother-in-law, they, she lives in Port Hood. Okay. Oh, so I love Port Hood. Beautiful part of the island. So yeah. there's a lot of beach trips. Yeah. yeah. A lot of hiking. That's probably one of my favorite things to do. Uh, besides practicing, you know, and I love just working on new material. Yeah. Just trying to get a little bit better at, at what yeah. I do. So A lot of film music on that side of the island. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. What makes your community awesome? Oh, man. What makes my community <laughs> awesome? Well, I got to be careful when I'm answering this because they're, I'm, I'm technically from um, two communities yeah. now. Right. But... One thing that I can tell you about these two communities, and probably a lot uh, about the other Mi'kmaq communities, is that every everyone is you know tight knit. Yeah. And so that's one of the most important things that I love about um, you know Wamakuk and Mi'kmaq is that everybody knows each other. You know, we're mm-hmm. all family, even if we're not related. You know, everyone yeah. treats each other as yeah, family. Yeah, you're still family. Yeah. So that's what I just love about it. You know, living in Wamakuk for. You know, the past seven years, it's been a wonderful, wonderful time because I came into this community not knowing anybody. Wow. Yeah, you know, and my dad would always tell me, okay, you got to get off that Xbox. You got to go outside <laughs> for a little bit. So I would go and, then, you know, growing up here, they had a youth center growing up um, in Wamaka. And so that's where I met all my friends. And, you know, dad knows everybody. My dad's kind of famous, too. Uh, he puts these little... Um, little videos on Facebook, just doing... Oh, cool. Um, yeah, ridiculous stuff. Of course. So that's what he's known for. So he knows everybody in Wamakook, and everybody knows him. And um, I just love being in the community. And, you know, there's so much teachings within these two yeah, communities, you yeah. know? Uh, Mi'kmaq teachings, and there's a lot of um, different workshops and a lot of different um, opportunities, too, where you can learn about yeah. who we are as Mi'kmaq people. And yeah. I'm seeing that a lot now. You know, in other Mi'kmaq communities, and even in places like Sydney, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, places where, um, you know, like Sydney and Halifax, you know, they're acknowledging uh, the Mi'kmaq teachings, practices, and songs, and everything. So it's really nice, and I'm really glad just to be from Nova Scotia, where we're yeah. taking that step forward and everything. And I just love it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's such an exciting time to be here. Yeah, it's it really great. is. There's see some... everything that's happening. Yeah. So I feel like this is kind of an easy question for you, <laughs> but we're going to ask it anyway in case there's like a funny story behind it. Okay. Um, how would your friends and family describe what you do for a living? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mentioned earlier when I was like, oh, I like surprises. Don't send me the questions. <laughs> well, my, through dad's eyes, he would say there's a lot of, um, a lot of scratching happening, a lot of scratching, <laughs> noisy things happening in the house because I would... In the morning, there's a set routine. I wake up and I go downstairs and just practice for three to four hours on end. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I love it, right? But I just don't know where the time goes. Like once I'm yeah. in that zone, yeah. I could be there all day. Someone has to come and 
stop me. Yeah. yeah. But dad thinks I'm just, um, uh, how do I say this about uh, like exposing him? Messing around. Messing like, around. That's yeah. the word. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just messing around. Uh, wasting his time. He's trying to watch a movie upstairs and he can't watch a movie because I have to practice for the stage. So I got all my pedals laid out. I got right. an amplifier yeah. going as loud as I can so I can get the full sound of everything. And because I'm downstairs, the vents, you know, it just travels yeah. upstairs and stuff. So he, he, kind of, he gets kind of, it gets kind of uh, frustrated at that. But what my, what the thing about I love about my wife, Mariah, is that she supports what I do. Mm, 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, support is huge. Yeah. And she, I remember, here's a good story. Um, she was a fan. Oh, yeah. before, oh, my God. Before we met, you know, she listened to my music. And um, she's been a huge supporter of the Morgan Tony movement ever since it started. I love that. Yeah. So... She is just happy that, you know, I'm happy, you know, yeah, doing what yeah. I love, going, traveling across the world, playing the fiddle, playing yeah. our songs. You know, she's she's there, you know, and um, she's always there behind me, beside me. Uh, for my friends, I would think it's probably the same as dad, you know, just yeah. messing around because <laughs> I'm trying to get my friends into that world of yeah. Celtic music. Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they love rap. Nothing can change their mind. I love rap. And, <laughs> but so this is different. Yeah, and, but yeah. I what I really do love about my friends and my circle is that even when I first started, they had no idea about the fiddle music happening mm-hmm. here in Cape yeah. mm-hmm. And now, a few of my friends, they're like, "Okay, I don't, I don't think I liked the fiddle music before, but the way you're doing it, yes, you yeah. just like open up a new world yeah. to me. I had no idea, and I love it. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that and. That's my circle, and I think they're all pretty proud of me for what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is incredible to see kind of how you're taking, like, different parts of your cultural backgrounds and, like, mashing it yeah. together oh, in it the music, beautiful, you know? beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't think, uh, well, I think it has been done before. There's a, I don't know if you heard of the, uh, the drum group Sons of Member 2. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so I remember um, I we have a CD at home, and I'm just listening to that, and you hear the fiddle. And growing up, I had no idea what this was, you know. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's cool. But I didn't really think about what I was listening to when yeah. I blended those two different cultures. Right. And it totally makes sense to me, yeah. you know. And um, it's just a really cool fusion. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. And I think it it's a great way to get sort of younger people excited about kind yeah. of Celtic music gangs. Yeah. Like you were saying, like, I think a certain generation writes it off. As it almost being sort of like, oh, like, that's what, like, our grandparents do. But it's really having, like, a rebirth in, like, a new way. It totally is. I think it's good. Yeah. 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 So what would you be doing if you didn't, if you weren't playing music? Well. (laughs) Is that even possible? uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to go and, well, okay, here's what I would be doing. I remember I took an aptitude test in high school. It told me after doing answering like 30 questions, it told me, okay, you're either going to be a doctor, you're going to work for law enforcement, or you're going to be a janitor or a musician. So it's probably <laughs> one of those other three things. Yeah. Um, I think I was leaning more to working in the law enforcement, I believe. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I did go to Regina for a little bit um, a couple of years ago for the, at the depot. I uh, just took some training. I didn't cool. know how hard it was. Yeah. Yeah, oh. true. Yeah. I, I hear it is. Yeah. And the yeah. showers, they're cold. They're cold water. <laughs> yeah. You wake up one morning. I remember waking up one morning and it's so cold outside the water doesn't work. Oh, oh wow. Just, yeah. Don't oh. sign so, me up for that. Yeah. I know. But, you know, it's one of those things. And um, 
I have no idea. It's hard to think about yeah. that question. I have no idea what I would be doing. I'm just yeah. lucky that I found this world yeah. of music and I can't see myself doing anything else. No. That's awesome. Yeah. We're glad you're not. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a common myth about the music industry? What's a common myth about the music industry? It's easy. Mm, yeah. At, you know, and it's a very, you really have to be in it. And I remember there, when we put out an album, it seems like it says, okay, let's just record 10 songs right now. Let's put it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so much work that has to be done <laughs> just to put out one song, you know, mm-hmm. one fiddle set. And it's a lot of writing on our part, especially what we're trying to do with our records now, me and Keith, is that we're trying to write out as much fiddle tunes as I can. So for me, for him to message me and be like, okay, could you write a fiddle set in like a week? Yeah, I could. <laughs> in a week. But, you know, there's about maybe, I don't know how many notes there are in a fiddle tune, but I really have to be motivated to write just one fiddle tune. And yeah. writing, writing four or five of them, you know, it's just, um, it's a lot of work. But what I do love about it is that it keeps me busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm learning as much as I can as I go forward. You know, having Keith in my corner, teaching yeah. me all the ropes. Yeah. And learning about how to mix songs properly, you know, what sounds yeah. better, what doesn't sound good. And how many takes it takes yeah. to put out one part, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we just recorded a new song, and um, actually, it was a fiddle set, actually. And uh, I did... Probably around 52 takes wow. of me playing a three and a half minute fiddle set. Wow. So that's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah. But, you know, it, it can be done. And yeah. the, and the, um, what comes after all that hard work, you know, it's just so, it's so, um, satisfying. You know, when you, when you hold that CD in your hand and you're like, okay, you think about all the hard work you've done to get the CD and yeah. it's right there in your yeah. hand. But, um, I would say that's probably the most common myth that the music industry is easy. But. Yeah. So were you like always musically inclined or did you just decide to do a degree in music and like jump in? Like, cause to me it's like picking up an instrument and learning to play that in, you know, basically six months is like pretty incredible to, yeah. to, to at like a professional level. Yeah. And then to be writing fiddle music right. is like a whole nother level yeah. <laughs> on top of that. So like, you know, have you been playing all kinds of other music? Like, well, I think, well, how it all happened. The very beginning is I was maybe seven, seven or eight years old. And what's really cool about where I live is that it's all like one acre. Mm-hmm. Okay. But all of my family members live in that one acre. Right. So our houses are all close together. Yeah. And I would just walk next door almost every day to go see my uncle Fabian who passed away probably 10 years ago or maybe not even 10 years ago but at this time when I went to go see him he was watching this um, live concert of Phil Collins Mm -hmm. and it was his uh, farewell tour that he did his farewell last concert he did in Paris and he had this big band lots of great sounds happening I had no idea what these sounds were so when I went over there, I sat on the floor and I didn't even say hello to him. I just sat down and I just looked at this, whatever I was watching. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. All these people coming to listen to this mm-hmm. one guy and his whole yeah. band. And I would we watched the entire concert. And then he saw how interested I was into music. And from what I know is that he introduced music to all of my his other nephews as well. Wow. And he wanted to show them that... 
there was so much more great music yeah. in my time. Right. Yeah. So you should listen to this type of music. Right. See if you like it. Because yeah. um, music was big in his life. And so once he saw that I was interested in this um, type of music, he gave me that DVD, which I still have. Oh, that's wow. really special. Yeah, and I took it home and watched it after school every day for the next two or three years. Wow. Yeah. And I think mom knew um, that something was happening because I would just go upstairs and steal all their pots and pans. <laughs> and I would make my own drum set downstairs. Wow. She was a big cooker, right? Yeah, and so yeah. She would always get mad because all her pots were missing. And once <laughs> I give probably them back, dented. Yeah. Dented, like. yeah, and so yeah, she always had to buy new pots. And I think, um, yeah, my uncle Bart he bought my he bought me a drum set. Maybe I was around fourteen, or um, fourteen or fifteen, and I started playing the drums a little bit. And when I was sixteen, there was a guy. His name is Sean Dalton. He was in the rock band, the Trues. He okay. was the drummer for them, and he came back home to Antigonish to teach drum lessons. Wow. Um, wow. So I was, I would think I was his first or second student in that uh, little drum academy cool. he has going on. And then I, he introduced me to a lot of different um, genres of music. Yeah. And, you know, funk, rock, and everything else. And I, I still know where the fiddle came from, right? <laughs> but um, Just showed up in your hand. Just yeah. showed up. And <laughs> that just love for music. I love all types of music, and mm-hmm. um, I love finding new types of music. But I would say, yeah, you know, like the, playing the drums for over 10 years, it kind of helped me with my rhythm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. gives me a totally different style of playing the fiddle, which yeah. makes it a little different. But, um, yeah, I would really say, interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So if someone wanted to get into kind of music, like what advice would you give them? If they wanted to get into music. Yeah. Like, if there's, is there, like, a top resource or, you know, should they just, like, call you and right. just well, pick up an instrument? Well, you know, for the fiddle, there's a lot of what really helped me out when I first started playing the fiddle is listening to lots of recordings, listening mm-hmm. to CDs, albums, and just to get that feel that type of music and it can probably go well with any other genre mm-hmm. but you know because we're in cape breton and there's so many other fiddlers out there so many events i would yeah. just recommend yeah. them to start off go to a square dancer go mm-hmm. go watch someone play the fiddle yeah you know and just surround yourself with that music yeah yeah and fall in love with it because they will fall in love with it yeah like i did yeah that's awesome you know? what challenges is the music industry facing like around here well I don't know, but <laughs> I can tell you that, you know, it was, I, would, I don't want to say difficult, okay. but um, it wasn't easy because um, I'm, I'm indigenous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of, um, there's a lot, well, I shouldn't say that, but there's, there should be more indigenous artists out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot popping up right yeah, now. Yeah, there you know? is. Yeah. And there's one artist, her name is Dee Dee Austin. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys ever heard of Dee Dee Austin. She's amazing. Um, rappers like Shift from the 902, Emma okay. Stevens, you know, all these great indigenous artists are just coming up into the world yeah. right now. But I don't want to say it was difficult because I am indigenous. What's one thing you would really love to see happen here? One thing I would really love to see happen here, I would love to see our next generations 
pick up music. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. Especially in our Mi'kmaq communities too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard a couple of times elders would come up and they would say, I remember when you were in that hallway during recess and lunch, just playing your drum, you know, <laughs> playing the bongos, yeah. playing the fiddle in the hallway. <laughs> and what was really cool about my class uh, is that there's a lot of musical students in that class. Interesting. Yeah, so one guy would play the fiddle and um, one guy would play the guitar and I would play there playing my drums. And after he graduated, there wasn't really... I don't know for sure, but I don't know if there was any music happening in the school. Okay. Mm. But I did find out that a lot of students I remember when we would play in the hallway during recess and lunch, and then mm-hmm. they would go pick up a guitar. Cool. So they're picking That's up so instruments cool. yeah. as well. Yeah. Know, remembering us. And it's really good to just to be there for the youth you know, mm-hmm. in the yeah. community as well. Yeah. So I, once in a while I would go visit the school and the kids are like, oh my God, oh, Mark and Tony, Mark and Tony. <laughs> but that's a really cool thing to see. But I would just really love to see a lot of our next generation pick up the fiddle. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, it's such a huge part of my culture. It's a huge part about who I am. And um, yeah, you know, keep the music strong in Cape Breton. Like yeah. it's strong yeah. now. It could get so much stronger. Yeah. And people will come to Cape Breton, not just for the scenery, but to hear yeah. the music. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. Um, so what are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? I'm really proud that I found something that changed my life completely. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm really proud that I found, um, someone who supports this journey in my life, you know, playing all around the world and coming back home, being home for two days, going back out again, you know, (laughs) um, my wife, Mariah, was just she, I don't think I can find nobody else like her. Does she go on the road with you? She does. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. But we do have a dog now, the same as Russ. Oh, what a, kind of dog? He's a great thing. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. and I didn't know how big they, they get. He's only, <laughs> they really get great, don't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he's only six months old. And he, like, we have two dogs at home already who are like, they're like six and seven. Yeah. And they're huge. But like, Russ... Our puppy, he's six months old, and he just beat them. He's taller than them. And, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so, anyways, I'm just really happy that I get to do what I do. Yeah. And yeah. I'm proud of what I do, and I love what I do, you know, mm-hmm. and to share that with the world, share our teachings with the world, yeah. you know, the Mi'kmaq yeah. teachings, Mi'kmaq songs. I want to keep it going strong. Yeah. So I'm really proud of where we're, we're taking the Morgan Tony movement. Yeah. Love that. I feel like we're gonna cause like Morgan Tony mania. Yeah, yeah we like, totally are. Morgan, Ma- Morgan Tony mania. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the movement. Yeah, it's mania. mania. Yeah. Mania. Yeah. <laughs> um, what makes you get out of bed in the morning? What makes me get out of bed? It's my dog. <laughs> it's probably yeah. the most common yeah, answer. Yeah, like the dog or the kid. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but um, no, and I just love you know the one thing that makes me get out of bed in the morning is just to uh i don't know it's really how am i okay i'll tell you guys how my morning works i wake up <laughs> russ has to go outside i take him outside yeah puppy problems yeah, yeah that's, all, that's the only thing on my mind and then after i take him outside i go and make myself a coffee i sit there wait for the coffee to brew once it brews i make i get i get myself that coffee and i drink it and i usually give my wife uh, another coffee and uh, <laughs> she, might, she might be sleeping so if she's sleeping i take hers yeah but um, I don't know. I just, I don't know what would wake me up in the morning. It's probably that. 
Yeah. That's the only thing coming to my mind right now. Yeah. Just getting excited. Just getting excited. Start your day. You know, and um, making plans. I love I love having a planned day. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just like keeping myself busy and trying new things. Practice every day as yeah. much as I can. Yeah. You know, that keeps me going. That's awesome. Um, what's the best advice you received in your life? The best advice I received in my life. <laughs> it was from my good friend, Robert Bernard. So Robert Bernard is really involved in the tourism industry okay. here for Cape Breton and across the province. And I remember when I first started out, which is, I, well, when I first went on stage, it had to be in 2020. Wow. Right? wow. So I was not used, I was not used to being on stage. Mm-hmm. What stage presence is, you know, storytelling and all that. Yeah. And I think I did a show where Robert was at and he told me, Morgan, your songs are amazing. You're doing an amazing job. But you have to tell the stories. (laughs) Speak the story. Let the song speak for itself. Yeah. But explain to them. Right. You know, because um, it really does help me out, uh, especially going across the world Mm -hmm. and teaching them where they don't have no idea what the Mi'kmaq culture is all about. Yeah. So taking that advice with me and sharing as much as I can about my culture, as much as I can about the songs, what we do. You know, what is our teachings about? What are our ceremonies? And just trying to share as much as I can with them mm-hmm. has really yeah. helped me out in the past couple of years. Where's awesome. like, what are like the top, like your top favorite places or coolest places that you've performed so far? Ooh. Ooh. Well, I have to say Celtic Colors is definitely yeah. a dream yeah. of mine. Yeah. And uh, I'm really glad that um, I got to perform on that stage because, you know, every. Everybody who's somebody is at the Celtic yes, yeah. International Festival. Yes. And when I first started in 2020, it was um, Ashley McIsaac that showed the Celtic Colors team. Yeah. Okay, check this guy out. He's only been playing for like six months, but check him out. Yeah. And just have a listen. And they called me and they're like, okay, we would love to have you perform at the Celtic Colors International uh. Festival. And that was insane. You know, that was big. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a lot of... Um, a lot of happy folks from back home where they got to witness another Mi'kmaq fiddler go on the Celtic Color stage, which was amazing. Yeah, And I'm really awesome. proud to be there. Uh, yeah. And, you know, just to perform there every year, it's amazing. Same as Kitchen Fest. It's not a great uh, time. I'm just trying to think of venues. I would say the coolest place was in Portugal. Wow. Yeah, in Portugal there. We played at a, a nice, beautiful theater there. And another place. Oh, we just played at the Halifax Exhibition Center. I'm afraid mm-hmm. of heights, right? But, um, when <laughs> that could play- be problematic yeah. as yeah. your as the Morgan Tony Mania takes off. Yeah, yeah, right. And so I remember at the Halifax Exhibition Center, there was a, um, I think it was a truck. I think it was a truck, but it had like um, on the roof of that truck, it was like a transfer truck, but on the roof of it was a stage. Okay, know, so I, you're up there. We're up yeah. 20 feet high, which is pretty cool. Is the truck moving? Nope. Okay, I okay. wouldn't play. Automatic, no. But, you know, I would say that every gig that we have done, every venue that we mm-hmm. performed in, it's just all of them are the best. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm just really happy that I get to experience all yeah. of them, you know, and to perform yeah. all across not only Nova Scotia, Canada, but across the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a journey. And, and in such a short amount of time, too. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I love every venue that we perform in. Yeah. 
Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. What advice would you give to your 18 year old self? Don't give up. Mm, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Don't give up. Yeah. I remember when I was 18, you know, you just try new things and just trying to find something that works for you. And the fiddle at the time did not work for me. And if I just kept it down and said, no, I'm going to find something else to do, then I have no idea what I'll be doing right now. Yeah. I would not be, um, I would not be singing. I would not be playing the fiddle, traveling. You know, once you find something that clicks, stick with that. Mm-hmm. I like you know, that. Yeah. Stick with that. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you find that connection, you know, just, yeah. just stay with it. And that's really? the advice I would give myself. That's really good advice. I really yeah. like that. Um, what's the most important lesson you've learned in your career so far? Oh, oh what's the most important lesson that I have learned so far? Uh, that's a hard one. It's a hard it is. one. Yeah. I don't know. Or is there something that you've learned just from like being on the road and traveling that you want to like share? Oh, here's one that uh, here's something that I've learned uh, traveling on the road. And I think Keith Mullins can learn from this as well <laughs> is uh, always keep an eye on the passport. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Always keep an eye on your passport. Next uh, time I see Keith, I'm going to give him trouble. <laughs> <laughs> He'll love that. He has a whole story about it. Uh, but you know, I just where did he lose his passport? Oh, I don't know if I can say that on here. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to, uh, you'll have to, uh, we'll have to get to, him on. You have to get him on, and yeah, he'll tell you everything. You heard it here first. It's That's a, a cool good story. one. Good to know. Yeah, keep an eye on the passport. <laughs> What's a fun fact about you that not many people know? Oh, a fun fact about Morgan Tony. <laughs> I also love fun facts. It's like one of my favorite things to ask people. Yeah. It catches people off guard. Though. Yeah. I love to cook. Ooh. Ooh what's okay. your favorite thing to cook? Yeah. I have this really cool homemade meatball recipe. Okay. And I'm not really good at it. <laughs> it's one of my uh, fun things to do. Yeah. Um, I'm slowly getting into the world of bacon. Mm-hmm. So okay. Which is very different than cooking. It's it really is. different from cooking. Yeah. But we bought this book off a good friend of mine, Mary Janet McDonald. She has okay. to, to show tunes and wooden spoons. Mm-hmm. And so we are, um, Mariah is an amazing cook. She makes this awesome butter chicken. Mm, I love butter oh, chicken. Spicy, spicy, spicy. Nice. But I'm, I'm slowly getting into that. Um, I'm slowly getting into that. Cooking and bacon. Cool. I love cooking and bacon, even though I'm not good at it yet. Yeah. But I know I'm getting there. You know, it's kind of funny that you, like, love something you're not good at. Yeah. Because, like. important. Yeah. Right. It is important. Yeah. It is. And that's that's how it was, you know, picking up the fiddle for the first time. I fell in love with it. And even though I sounded horrible at it, there was something about it. You didn't give up. I didn't give up. No. And I, um. I loved it, you know, that's, same thing. I think the fiddle studio definitely is definitely a musician, a musician, a, <laughs> an instrument that unless you sound good, it sounds really bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the problem with me, right? And um, like that tune that I mentioned earlier where I spent, I, I did like 52 takes. Keith said every single one sounded amazing. Mm-hmm, I don't know yeah. why he kept going back and recording over yeah. and over again because I'm never satisfied. Yeah, yeah. And it, it has to take somebody else to come yeah. up to me. It's like, okay, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we're all guilty of that. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're our own worst critics. Yeah, yeah. If you could have coffee or tea with anyone, alive or dead, who would it be and why? If I can have coffee or tea, someone alive or dead, who would it be? I would say 
It would have to be Mariah because she loves coffee. And she introduced me to coffee. I was a tea guy before. Really? Yeah. I love tea. Do you still drink tea? Yeah. Okay. You're just like full on coffee now. Yeah. I'm on coffee and, um, you know, all throughout the day because caffeine doesn't work on me for some reason. Okay. So I can drink, like, if I'm on the road late at night traveling home from my Califax or something, did a show, it's nine o'clock and I'm getting tired, I would go get myself, you know, a dark roast. Yeah. Yeah. At Tim Hortons. Doesn't work. Interesting. So I can drink coffee throughout all, you know. So you drink coffee for the taste? I would say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't really feel any different. Okay. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, like the complete know. opposite. Like I had one caffeinated tea today, and I can like still, I still feel yeah, jittery. Really like, I still feel jittery yeah. from it. I'm like a I caffeine get the lightweight. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah, it would have to be Mariah, and she makes me tea too. So she makes me tea and <laughs> coffee, and I make her. I, I it's it's a set routine. Eh? I wake up in the morning, take the dog out, I make myself a coffee, I make her a coffee. They were both going to have a great day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always the best time having coffee or tea with her. Yeah, because it's like a special thing. It's a special thing. It's our thing. Yeah, that's your time together. We have a few of these things. um, Like we go to this really cool restaurant in Truro, uh, Frank and Gino's. I don't know if you guys have been there. It's good. It's really good. And so we go there. Every time we're passing Truro, we have to stop in. No (laughs) no question. um, There's a place in Halifax uh, my, I think it's on Barrington Street where they have really good oysters. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. we go there as well. Is so, it Chuck? Know, huh? Is it Chuck? Not Chuck. Chuck. Is that Chuck? Yeah. No, not Chuck. It's, I think it starts off, it starts with Barrington. Oh, yes. You know what I'm talking about? The Bar- is it Barrington Steakhouse? That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go so there they too. have really good oysters. So it has to be Mariah. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're a reader, but yep. I, I'm a big reader. I've read 50... Two books this year so far. You wow. dropped off after. I know it was what, a slow month after you hit your fifty. Yeah, I what? hit. Like I read, I had a bet with someone where I had to read fifty books by the end of March. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And once I hit that fifty book mark, I was like, okay, I can take a break. <laughs> you went you too hard. You had fifty. A, books? You had a book hang. Yeah, fifty books. Book hangover. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that is so cool. Um. So, what's the best book you've read recently? Oh. Recently, it has to be, uh, what's that one? I have it on my phone. I only read it on the airplane. But it's um, it's a Stephen King book. You I love Stephen King. King. So, I don't know if Stephen King's like what I would read on the airplane. Like, isn't that scary? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, that's, that's the fun. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you might know. It's uh, it's the story. I don't know. It might have just came out. There's a, there's a, there's a kid. and he's Billy Sommers? No, not Billy no. Well, Maybe. But he's watching this dog, and he has a scary house. So the owner fell down the stairs one day, and he had to go to the hospital. So he's watching. This kid is watching the guy's dog. Okay. I. And there's something in the shed, and it's like shaking the door. But that's as far as I got, because the plane landed. <laughs> sounds terrifying. Yeah, no, it sounds funny. I <laughs> forgot like the my name. kind of book. Yeah. Oh, and there's one. Um, there's one book series, they, and they made it into a show. Or they, they made it into a movie. I didn't like the movie. They made it into a show. The show was okay. But the book is always the good one. Uh, it's the City of Bones. You ever, City yeah, of Bones? I haven't read it, mm-hmm. but I've heard of it. Oh, the books are amazing. Oh, yeah, great! Another thing to add to my TBR. <laughs> oh, and um, I know it's not related. It might be related, but mm-hmm. uh, Ryan got me into the Harry Potter. Mm, I haven't read Harry Potter. Before. I haven't read Harry Potter either. Well, what? I, I only watched the movies. <laughs> I haven't I even watched the, watched the movies. Yeah, never read the books though. 
This podcast is over. <laughs> Holly is done. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I am a Harry Potter junkie. I had oh, like really? I had like a Harry Potter like bedroom group. Like yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I love Harry Potter. Yeah. So okay. she, I remember. Um, I'm a, I'm a big time into. Oh, here's a fun thing that people don't know. I heard. I should add this. Ooh. I'm a video gamer. Interesting. Favorite video game. Well, right now it's the uh, Hogwarts Legacy. When okay. Started, which kind of goes into what I was saying, where I wanted to get it because I always get the newest video game. Yeah. And then Mariah's like, "You're not getting that until you watch at least one movie." Yeah. So I watched the first movie. You had never even watched the movies. Well, no, it looked. Dude, I've never fun. watched the movies. You never did. No. Oh. I feel like, I'm like I have no words. Like I feel seen right now. Like it's hard right. to come by someone that has never watched the movies or read the book. I didn't right. know those people existed. Yeah. Fun fact. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, you're welcome. So I remember I wanted to have a video game and Mariah's like, you should watch one movie at least. And so I watched the first one and I watched it. I like, okay, that was good. I want to watch the second one. And I watched all of them. The <laughs> Fantastic Beast one. And uh, I got the game. So. Now you're hooked. Yeah. I'm hooked on. Now the you're hooked. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm a Harry Potter junkie now. Yeah. 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 It happens. That's so how they get you. Are the books good as an adult? Because like they're kind of like books you read when like you're younger. Mm. I think they, I think they check out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, That's we'll good. ignore some of like the problematic things that have happened with JK Rowling in the past yeah. couple of years, but they, they are so ingrained in my childhood that it's just, I can't Okay. just give that up. What's but, better, yeah. the book or the movies? A hundred percent the book. A hundred percent the book. Because yeah. the books are like, when you think of how big those books are compared to like, a, what, a two hour movie? Yeah, There's true. just so much in there. So did, were they able to fit everything from the book into the movie? Even? I think they did a good job summarizing things, but there's just so many little pieces that right. you just, okay. you gotta read the books. If you're a reader, read the books. I will. Yeah. All right. I yeah. yeah. I will now. Growing up, like when, like a new book would come out. Um, it was usually in the summertime and like everyone in my family would buy their own copy. Like my mom and I would have our own copies. My uncle would have his own copy. Like we'd be at the cottage. My cousin, like, like there was probably like five Harry Potter books being read simultaneously. And like, we'd just be like, you have my book. Like you'd have, everyone have their own bookmarks. (laughs) Like there was none of this. Like I will read it once you're done. It was just like, who's going to read it first. Yeah, We are buying like $300 worth in <laughs> of this book. Wow. And everyone gets their own copy and let's just sit quietly and read it. Did you ever go to Universal Studios? No, I haven't. In Orlando? No. They have a really cool, it's Hogwarts. Yeah. There. I need to go there and go. I need to go. In London, they have like, it's like all the movie props and stuff. Oh, so cool. that's on my list too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So Morgan, yeah. what can listeners expect from you next well they're gonna hear something totally different from what they've heard before Ooh, you heard it here first yeah you special heard it announcement first. um we are taking 10 steps forward uh we have the first album done it's out um this one's going to be even more crazier you know the fiddle tunes are a lot more complicated than they were in the past because i've gotten a little bit better in the past four years (laughs) and um so that's gonna be fun cool and we have a new theme so the last theme for the last record was all about teachings Mm -hmm. but there's this new uh theme um where we are acknowledging the past you know 
good and the bad. Yeah, yeah. But we're paving the way forward. Cool. And with everybody's help, you know, we can make the better world together. So that's our. That's, that's what we're focusing that. more on for the next record. And so it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. I would say that day your, your listeners will be able to see a new music video coming out soon. This is ninety five percent done. That's so exciting. Yeah. I will have to make sure to share it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So where can listeners find you online? Well, they can find me online on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube as mm-hmm. well. Uh, that's where we'll be posting the music videos. And um, if they feel like um, supporting even a bit more, we do have a digital album on Bandcamp. Cool. Okay. So I know on Bandcamp Fridays... I think, well, I think Bandcamp, you know, they take a little a little cut. Right. But on Fridays, it 100% goes to the artist. Cool. Stuff. So um, go on Fridays. Yeah. Go on Fridays. But, you know, Spotify, I love Spotify. Yeah. So I'm yeah. on Spotify a lot. So they can find us pretty much anywhere where they can stream music. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. So one final question. Yeah. If you were a potato, oh. what kind of potato would you be? Me? Yeah. I think yeah. I'll be a nice little sweet potato. That's Aww, right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, nice little sweet potato. Love, Love that. Yeah. That's like, it's interesting to see, like, we're getting yeah. varieties of potatoes. We really are. <laughs> yeah. I like sweet potato. Like well, that? thanks, Morgan. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Any final words before we wrap up? I would say this is probably the most interesting podcast I've Oh. You know. Thank you. No problem. Thank it was you. great, you know, if you're a potato. I like those <laughs> questions like that. You know, I really. You're going to be asking all your friends that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I literally meet random people on the street. I'm like, if you were a potato, what kind of potato would you be? And yeah. they're like, why? And then they get so deep yeah, with it. Yeah, people will put a lot of thought into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. We'll have some potato swag soon. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank guys. you so much. It was a pleasure. That is all for Little Island Conversations today. We will chat with you next week. Don't forget to follow us on socials at Little Island Conversations and join our mailing list. Let us know who you would like us to chat with next, where the conversations are casual, but the ideas are big.